Welcome, everybody, to episode 153 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. I've been called way worse. Uh, we are broadcasting here from Castle Wolfenstein, and uh, joining me, as always, is my co-host in life and my co-host on the show. She is the real housewife of Transylvania, the mistress of Merlot, the Michael Phelps of wine, and the queen of the monsters. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. Go Bruins. Yes, definitely. Go Bruins. Go, Bruins. Go Tory Krug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clocking people with no helmets. Awesome. That was so good. Oh, that was poet- poetry in motion. Beautiful. And uh, we're actually recording this before game two, so right now Bruins are undefeated in the Stanley Cup. They might still be, but we're recording this the day before. They so will be. I'm, I'm hoping so. Uh, They'll win are, game two. We are also joined by the hardest working man in podcasting. The man with the velvet voice, because he prefers that to the alternative of being called bootylicious. I mean, I, six I'm, of one I'm not wearing a helmet. Up. I can check you. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's, it, this is a small room. There's no though, penalty so box. Oh, I guess there is a that the closet the, could be a penalty, the penalty box. closet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it, it's a smaller room, though. It's hard to get build up that much momentum. Although I guess we could like roll across the hallway at each other with these chairs, <laughs> but these are nice chairs. We so. can chair joust. How about oh, that? that would be awesome! <laughs> oh, that should be a live event. <laughs> and the new Olympic sport. Yeah, yeah, but somebody might end up falling down the stairs. So, someone might get pushed on purpose. Yeah. So uh, we are joined today by a first-time guest. He is a director, writer, producer, actor, and all-around talented filmmaker. He is a horror aficionado and uh, just a great guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Skip Shea. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Oh, absolutely. We are uh, very excited to have you here. Uh, we are definitely fans of your work. Yes. Um, especially the way you uh, you uh, you beat up on Dynamo Mars. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's... Yes, that's Soon, coming soon, yes. But that's that's a story for a little later on. Uh, that's called a teaser. It's a showbiz thing, I guess. I don't know. I'm only in the podcasting business. <laughs> but uh, Skip, as this is your first time on the show, uh, we do a little thing we like to call getting into character. So we have a, a few questions for you to kind of you know help break the tension, ease ease it in, and uh, help the folks at home get to know you a little bit. Already. So, <clears throat> as a filmmaker. Uh, you've worked with a lot of talented folks. If you could work with any actor from any era, who would you want to work Mac, with? Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow? Okay. Hands down. That's that's a great pick. I mean, he's he's got quite the body of work. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a Bergman freak. Uh, I I love Bergman's work, but then you know then 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 there's The Exorcist, The Exorcist, Star Wars, Star, Star, and then um, and then I have to say Shutter Island because uh, mm. because I I was actually in that. Oh, so I was in a movie with him. I got to see him from afar. But, I uh, saw that that was in your IMDb credit. Yeah, yeah. If 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 um, if you blink, you'll miss me. But when uh when DiCaprio wakes up from you know his dream and. The hurricane's passed, and there's bedlam out on the front lawn, and you see these two orderlies chasing this one crazy guy. Then they catch him and drag him away. That's me. You're the crazy guy. I'm the crazy guy. Oh, nice. that's brilliant. Well, you know, crazy t- guy number four. <laughs> t- typecasting works. Nice. <laughs> nice. I didn't even know there was a movie going on. <laughs> How did you get involved in that? <coughs> uh, well, I knew I was 
I was doing that, you know, work here in, in, in that area, and it was mostly background work. It, it, once you're in the union here, it's it's hard to get actually an acting gig. You end up just doing all background. Um, so I was able to get in for an interview. With uh, with it, there wasn't an audition. It was an interview pro, uh, with Joe Reedy, who was always Scorsese's first AD. Um, and I just I set it up where I knew. If if I answered the questions this way, mm-hmm. that I would get it, and uh, and and the the whole conversation followed the script that I had in my head, and uh, and m- before I left, he said, "You're hired." And it was a co- I was like a core mental patient, so I was there every day. Oh, so I cool. get paid whether or not I was used or not. It was just oh wow. I just sat there. Yeah, core mental patient. <laughs> Again, typecasting. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. Um. So Ashes, what is one. yeah? What is something that never ceases to make you laugh? Oh, the Marx Brothers. Okay, nice. yeah, that's yeah. The, that's that's a that was a quick answer. The, the Marx Brothers. I with the it's like even when I'm in like my worst place, you know, I'll put on a night in the opera and then I'm like a new human being again afterwards, and I just feel great. It's it's it, it, it's the Marx Brothers because I was just going to say Groucho, but it's not just Groucho because then Chico when they when they. They usually in every movie have their one scene together, and mm-hmm. my favorite's the contract one. Um, it, it's it's the Marx Brothers. Always, always, always will make me laugh. That's a great answer. Yeah, I mean, Groucho just had that way about him. Like he did, um, and and to to a fault, I've tried in many ways of my life to to mimic him. So my wife is tortured with bad puns. Like every day, like no. like hours. I have no idea what that is like. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's like every guy, but um, but I am I am. It's horrifying. Patsy is not like every guy when it comes to puns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I am. No. I, I take it above and beyond. I think. I mean, I I grew up watching that stuff too. You know, so yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. That's awesome. He yeah. goes out of his way to set up a pun yes, so yes, he can yes. make the pun. Of course. He will steer conversations yes. yeah. to a direction so he can make a specific Just pun. Just so I can exactly. say something And sometimes, like, like, I've gotten better at realizing that I'm falling prey to his pun trap and... You know, being the loving and doting wife that I am, I, I still will follow through so he can have the satisfaction of, of the, you know, the pun. But but you yes. have to, you know, as as they get wiser, you have to come up with new strategies right. to work your way into. Yeah. I think he has like a diary, like dear diary. <laughs> she's got she's on to me. She's getting smarter. Must work harder. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all up here. Yeah. It's all up here. So. If you had the opportunity to direct a film in any franchise, like ever, what would it? What oh, would it be? What franchise would I want to? It could be a film that existed that you're like, you know what? I wish I could have directed that. Well, I, no, I, I, because I, it is kind of a franchise, and and I know they just did remake Suspiria. But there, it was. It is the 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 three mothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a franchise. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's a connected universe. I would, so so I would, I would want to direct something in in that universe. Okay. okay. Except I might do something different. Well, they kind of did something different with the witches in this one too. I wouldn't want. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I kind of I think that that it's witches should be good guys. Um. I agree. So that so I, I that's why I kind of liked the remake. 
um, because I thought the ending was brilliant. Yes. Um, and and uh, so I would want to continue that, except go in, in, in the vein of the newer Suspiria with the witches. Okay. That's a good, that's a good answer. Mm. What is the best meal you've ever had? The best meal I've ever had. First thing that popped into my head is a Reuben sandwich. I'm just like a freak for Reuben sandwiches. And actually, there is this. Um, it's it's not quite a Reuben because um, they didn't have the Thousand Island dressing. Mm-hmm. But there's this little restaurant in, I think it's North Grafton. Um, it's by it's where 122 and 140 split. Yep. Okay. And yeah. then there's this little side street right there. Uh, and it's this little restaurant, and but the corned beef is like it's hunks. It's really? not like it's not like it's sliced, not shaved. No deli stuff. This is like a real, real <laughs> corned beef sandwich. So obviously, I'm getting excited. There, there. That's one of my absolute favorite meals. That's yeah. I should know the name of the place, right? But uh, I've been there twice for this sandwich, and I still don't remember the name of the place. I'm gonna have to look I think around. We've driven by it. I'm and sure we. You're have. like, oh, we should stop there sometime, and we haven't. Yes. So I feel like we are now going to have to stop there. I think I know so exactly. So you can get yourself where, a Reuben. You know who? You know who stopped there? Actually, one of our guests drove up. Uh, name drop uh, our buddy Ian Wallace from Amalgamania, who drove up from Maryland to be on our show nice. with us to to do Black Panther, and he stopped and ate there. And I can't think of the name of it either, but I know exactly exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly where it is. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, 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 now I'm thinking. Obviously, there's there's a place Tommaso's in uh, Saltboro. Mm-hmm. That's great Italian food. You know, this that's but now that's dropping money. So that's it's a rare occasion that we go there. Yeah, yeah but I love that it's a sandwich. Yeah, that, like well, the, the joy on your face <laughs> while you were describing that. Sometimes no. just a sandwich. It's not to get too sidetracked, but I. We go to Wegmans a lot, and they have, like, the nice little selection of deli meats. And over the weekend, I went and I I picked up some stuff for some sandwiches. And they had Kobe roast beef. And... Yeah. Yep. It mm, That on uh, the Fryhofer Italian bread with with the... Didn't have the seeds on it, but... Little bit of mayo, Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese. Yep, and totally. Yep, that I recommend it if you like roast beef. Yeah, I love roast beef, and I meant to say corned beef, obviously with a Reuben, but um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but roast beef is is awesome. I mean, I love a roast. I just love sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I really, I have to half the time. I keep thinking, uh, you know, especially with beef. I know it's not really good for, for climate change. I know it's one of the number one causes. Um, you know, I keep thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll go like vegetarian, and then then I just think, but but then I'd have to, I can't have a hot dog. We very we very rarely have red meat anymore. Right. We so we eat a, a mostly vegetarian vegan diet, but, but when we there eat are our certain meat, things we do that. I mean, you only live once, right? You know, yes. <laughs> there there are certain things that you know, uh, I I. Do have you know, some some moral quarrels when I'm like I will order this, but then once I eat it, the the yeah. quarrel's gone. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever have you ever had a Cape Cod Reuben? No. 
So there's a place oh, we goodness. go to in Orleans. There's actually two places. One's called the Land Ho. The other is called uh, the, the Yard, Yard Arm. Arm. And a Cape Cod Reuben is you know exactly what you would expect, but it's a, a piece of fried fish. So usually oh like a, a and hunk of fried flounder. Or haddock or cod, beer. depending on whatever the catch of the day is. is. Right. Yeah, but, but typically they make they make it with the flounder um, with the melted Swiss cheese. And the sauerkraut and the, and the yeah, Thousand the, the Island. Coleslaw and the coleslaw the dressing on like a, a nice slice of, of rye pumpernickel. or pumpernickel oh, bread. That's it. That's perfect. Yeah. Like it's... it's, it's it, it's it's what we end our our vacation with when we go to the Cape. We always split a Cape Cod Reuben on our way back. Oh, that's so you go you go like way down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We go yeah. we go down. Um, so it's about what twenty minutes, half hour from P Town. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. when I was a kid, I used to uh, would go to East Ham. Yeah, yeah. For two my weeks. my aunt lives in 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 uh, orleans so i've been going there forever yeah that, that that it's like for me i although i i'll i'll, I'll say brewster too but yeah. from brewster down i love and then i like falmouth the rest of it is okay <laughs> Wolfie, you were gonna say something uh well it was i guess it was, it's kind of past the point but hearing uh skip talk about the sandwich reminded me of that scene in once upon a time in mexico from robert rodriguez mm-hmm. where johnny depp's explaining like the i can't remember what it was like a it was a pork dish. Pork, yeah. It, it was like the best dish he's ever tr- ever eaten. So after explaining the story, he goes in the back and shoots the chef because he's never going to do any better. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, in fact, it's too good. It's yeah, so exactly. good I have to go kill the yeah. chef. And he does. He walks back there and shoots the guy in the chest. It's such a great scene. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I get this everywhere I go, and this is the best I've ever had. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's yeah, I know exactly. So, final question for you. This one doesn't have to do with sandwiches, sadly, but uh, it kind of touched on the last question that I asked you. If you could remake any film in your own vision, what would it be? Like, would you stick with, like, a, a Suspiria, or would you go with something else, you know, just totally take something in a crazy direction? Yeah, yeah, I, I would, um, I would, I would do Woody Allen's Manhattan with an adult girl. Oh, well, that, <laughs> that would be a change of pace. Yeah, so yeah. suddenly it's an adult he's interested in. Yeah, um, they, uh, they make fun of him a lot on The Simpsons. And it's like I like that, I like his movies except for that nervous fellow who's always in. <laughs> I do like his, I like his movies a lot actually, but but you know that's there's the creep factor of and Manhattan's beautiful but the creep factor in that is even when it first came out I was like what the fuck is this everything you yeah. ever wanted to know about sex but were afraid yeah. to ask but <laughs> Gene Wilder and the sheep yeah well actually yeah, I kind of I for me I like I start his career at, at love and death I kind of push those others yeah off um and then forward cuz I think after the, he found a more adult voice with love and death on Mm. Or, or as adult as he would ever get. That's fair. All I did, I don't know. Did you ever see uh, Small Time Crooks? Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a fan. It wasn't. Yeah, it was really off the rails for yeah. him. It was a typical '90s, especially with that crew like John Lovitz and and uh, David Spade. Yeah, like it just it was bad. It didn't fit his aesthetic at all. No, he, he's made he's uh, he's made some horrible movies. Yeah, but I mean, like it just it didn't have that same voice to it. No, 
yeah, it was it was weird, but yeah. Um, so that's a pretty good getting into character. We got some. We got some good. I answers. really want a sandwich right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still have stuff at home. Um, so I think what we'll do is uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back. We'll start delving into you know some of your films because we got to watch a couple things last night, Yay. and I definitely have some questions about micro cinema. Uh, one specific question that I hope I can get answered. So okay. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But uh, when we come back, I'll, I think that's what we'll start off with. Uh, so we'll be right back. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters. We drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you <laughs> took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Okay. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey shorts. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday on the Grand Guineal Network. Good evening, future passengers. Are you ready to sit back, relax, and join us on a ride of epic proportions through the mystical land of randomness? Am I a serial killer if I eat Lucky Charms? What would it be like if horror characters ran a gym? Who would run spin class? When a shark jumps out of the water, is it like suffocating for that split second? So join us every week for a brand new derailment with Goobs, Ripkin, and Jenny Bean. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Derailers. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube. Have a great night or day, folks. back oh man we, that was an interesting off-air conversation yeah. <laughs> we were just having not quite uh to do with you know today's subject matter but just one of those random like we got off on a tangent when Some of those, sometimes those those tangent conversations are the best conversations they really are like you could do a whole show just based on what we were just talking about and you will never know what it was nope. sorry guys it's uh trade secrets sorry so the question I have about your short film, Micro Cinema. The biggest question I have was, uh, how did you do the sound effects? Um, <laughs> oops. Like that. Um, yeah. Literally like that. Um, it, was, it was sort of 
an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those things that happens when you're making a movie. So I, I tend to, at the level that I work at, I tend to do everything. So I, um, I made like the blood for when when the stick is removed. I don't know, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but um, when, for, I don't I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you know so. Because uh, you can follow Skip on Vimeo. Yeah, I was going to say it's available for people to watch, right, Skip? Um, I don't, is I don't, it? I don't know if it's up there for free or not. I thought it was at one time. I'll check. I think it, I think I did. I think for some you know, like promotional thing. Uh, you know what? I, I'll I'll put it up for free Thursday. Okay. Um. So then, okay. then people who listen can watch it. Um. And they should watch it because it was. I, I think I told you it was. Be, I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I know. I, I love that. That's uh, that's. Yeah, I thought it was that's so the first beautiful. I've ever heard anyone say that. Nor- normally, when when it had screened, I w- I love to sit in the back row and just watch watch people the, cringe. The, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. So because it goes on for longer than you would expect it but, to go. But does it? I mean that that that's why I made it. Because you know, how long does it go on in, in irreversible? Yeah, like twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. So so yeah. this is only three minutes on a dude. It's yeah. you know it's it's six times less. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Than, yeah, that's about yeah. than 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 irreversible. So I could have made it longer. You definitely <laughs> you could have, and it still would have been. Greatly entertaining, and and, the, and, the, and I think it will be in the next thing I make. But um, <laughs> and the, the writing for it, like the opening scene, is just phenomenal, and then the closing—I don't want to say speech because it's not really a speech—but the closing few lines, just yep. I went from being so angry in the beginning to cheering. Yep. At the end. She was like, that was awesome. The, I will say, though, looking at his face and uh, the expression on my face at a certain point were two completely different expressions. <laughs> I, 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 I would imagine that that's true. He, his was a little more um, uncomfortable. Well, I was just loving it. I just had this big grin on I was, my face. I was more like... How d- I was concerned about how the the sound effect was made. Like I've seen <laughs> revenge stuff like this, and I was like, "Yeah, that was that was great." Like you know the the whole what happens like the see this is the right way to subvert expectations. Yes, because <clears throat> you think one thing like it's set up t- for one thing, and then all of a sudden it's like, "Nope, he done played yourself." Yes, that that was that was the idea because I'm I. I this was, was my first horror. I'd done some shorts before, and I said, like, I want to I do something. Uh, and we were actually testing the market. We were going to try to distribute it ourselves. You know, we sold it for 99 cents, best horror for under a dollar. And um, I just did all um, guerrilla marketing on Twitter, and we actually made the, our money back, which oh, wow. wasn't much, you know, so it was easy yeah, to make still, it back. Like that, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, so we... we um, but I wanted I wanted to make sort of a rape revenge movie, except um, she was never touched. That's right. She's never touched. Nothing. He he gets destroyed for thinking it mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. saying it out loud, and that's it. Yeah, but let me tell you, sometimes you would love to 
do something like that for some of the things that you hear yeah, people absolutely. say. You know, like you know what they're thinking, you know, and, and sometimes what they say uh, is nothing compared to their thoughts, you know? So, like the fact that he didn't even have to lay a hand on her and she was just like, no, not today. Not to, never again. <laughs> yeah. You know, now, now, which is like, now you're mine, you know, and, and that, that end where you just, you, the, the beautiful shot of, of the greenery, as you, all you could do is just hear. Yes. It, it, it's, um, and, 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 but just watch this beautiful lush plant as, as you hear, you know, what's going on in the background. Like, I love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah, that's my backyard. Um, <laughs> you have a great backyard. Yeah, I, I shot uh, Ave Maria in my backyard, too. Really? Yeah, and actually part of seeds in my backyard. Um, you have a great yard. I do. I, we, we love it back there. Yeah, it, it, the, the funny thing is, um, while making this, you know, my wife was, like, horrified. And um, so she's, like, in the house, like, up on the third floor, just working on a computer, and all she can hear is Alec. Like through the window, <laughs> over and over again, making his noises. Um, so it was. It was even that was even more horrifying because she couldn't see what we were doing. Yeah. She's just hearing this guy. Does your wife enjoy horror? Um, starting to. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say yes. Uh, it, it's funny. You know, a lot of people, including you know. My most of my family, you know, I, I you know I don't like horror, but I love psychological thriller type things. Mm-hmm. I think they're the same thing. Yes, yes. Um, so it's just a different flavor, right? right. So um, would she like micro cinema? No, I mean, I mean the 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 violence in in that and, and Ave Maria are not, you know, for, they're not for every, they're not for a lot of people, right? I mean, you um, brought up Irreversible, which is not for everybody. No. No, Gasper, no. Um, yeah, um, but it, it, but I, but it's a great movie. Um, so, so the angle that he was at, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to share that. This is the first time I'm sharing this because I've I've always said I wouldn't. Um, I I buried a jar, mm-hmm. and then he laid down with the blood in it, so she would have the stick in there when she pulled it. You know, so just do that, and then as she was going in, she just started hitting the jar and we went oh <laughs> this sounds like she's hitting something in him mm. um so we kept it um that's brilliant and then so that's all it was oh my god it was just a happy accident oh that is brilliant yeah because that that yeah aha because seeing effective. seeing something is one thing and lo- so many times it's also like the sound effects that is it you need to it. stimulate as many senses as you possibly yes. can. And we, we we were going to put something in afterwards, but then we we're like, oh no, this is you don't need to. This is cringeworthy. Like you could see yeah. a bone break, yeah. but yeah. without like you know the snapping of a breadstick yes. sound, like a wet snap, it doesn't have the same impact. You know, like but when you see something like that, you know, accompanied with, like say, um, you know, saw three when the guy is on the rack getting his bone snapped or uh, the descent where the girl falls and snaps her leg yep. and has to get her leg set back in like some of those like the sound effects that accompany the action you know it's 
well, I think that's a lot of the impact. I think visually you can become desensitized to things, but I don't think you can become audibly desensitized no, I, I to, think that's, to things. That's the, the biggest part. Uh, um, you know, somebody said, you know, sound is 60% of a movie. And, and you know, I don't know where they come up with the percentages, but it's close. Yeah, it sounds about right. It, it, it's um, So that we, we were very, very lucky with that. Yeah, and it worked out really well because it's like it really added like a, a visceral like experience, you know, quite literally. Yes, and <laughs> and, and, and I, I I purposely sent it out for reviews to um, websites that, that rated horror movies by um, kills, blood, and boobs. Okay, uh, and they all hated it. Really, <laughs> that's what I wanted, and that's what I knew. I knew because if you're if you're rating a horror movie by boobs. You're 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 not on the receiving end of the abuse, right? right. Um, so and suddenly, you know, with with Aurora and I, actually with with the nudity at the beginning, so I'm, I knew I was just fucking with them completely. Is you know, oh, look at she took off her shirt, but wait a minute, that's happening to me. Um, and and uh, so I, I just completely wanted to fuck with that mindset as much as I possibly could. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it, was, it, oh, it was very effective. So brilliant, and I can't. So, so that was your first horror short. Yes, first of many. Uh, I, I, you know, I only made one more. Oh, you only did the one more. Ave Maria. I made a, a lot of shorts. A lot, a lot. I mean, I, I, you know, people would hire me to shoot a short or to write it. So that, I mean, okay. I have a, like a lot of others on mm-hmm. there. But, but, um, yeah, just that and Ave Maria. And then I went right to Trinity. And speaking of Trinity, before we get into actually talking about it. I just want to give the synopsis that they give on your Vimeo page. So it says Trinity is Skip Shea's first feature length film based on a true story. It follows Michael, an artist. While getting his morning coffee at his sister's coffee shop, Michael accidentally bumps into the priest who abused him when he was a child, triggering a surreal trip through his past with stopovers in three churches until he snaps back to the present moment and decides how to confront the monster that haunts him. This film, first of all, cinematically beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Artistically, it... it, it, uh, The muted colors at times, very emotional. Um, I felt so many things watching this film. I can't believe that was your first feature-length film it was so well done well i'm old (laughs) (laughs) so so that helps um well and i do think that helps um because you know half the 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 questions at the beginning i'm I'm giving all old answers you know i mean so i I mean i watch i i've watched movies forever and i that's Mm -hmm. the best film school so when yeah, you're true. when you're thinking of of what you want to make, if you can pull from from all of that, um, it helps. See, I even got you know I got more like with the like the black and white sections. I almost got like like a Kevin Smith, maybe even like a little bit of like uh, like coffee and cigarettes type. You know, just. Not like a break from the action, but kind of just like a different perspective. Like you were seeing a different thing. And that's like, you know, when we had the voiceover talking about, 
you know the the dissociative episodes and the and the rubber band snapping which comes into play later on like i thought that was you know some of the more powerful because it was very raw and like you could feel the emotion like i really enjoyed that part oh that's cool <clears throat> Well, I, I mean, I, I have to, you know, obviously credit A for the look, Nolan Yee, uh, amazing local uh, cinematographer, and Sean Carmichael. I mean, his performance was unbelievable. It was yeah, he was more than very I could have good. asked for. Yes. I mean, I, th- I thought everybody was really good, you know, uh, throughout the whole film. Um, I thought Aurora, again, did a, a nice job. Um, She's in just about everything I make. Yeah, and you know we've met her a couple of times, like out and about at like deadites things. So I mean, she's always been very nice. So I think that's one of the things that's weird. It's like you know, it's like oh, I know this person, like they're really cool, and then like they have like this sinister undertones <laughs> to their character, or it's like oh my god, like I can't believe that person would do this. You know, it's. But I mean, that's the mark of a quality actor, I right. suppose. Right. You know, so. So how important was it for you to tell your story through Trinity? And was it cathartic for you in any way? It, it was not cathartic. Um, I, I got into all of this very late in life. Um, in, in 2002, um, when, when the story broke in the globe, I, I kind of had a, a psychotic break. Not kind of. I guess you just actually have it. Um, and... Um, <laughs> And I ended up in, in like, intensive therapy for a long time. Um, I, I still see the therapist every – my therapist every Thursday. Actually, I, whenever I win an award, I credit her. Um, That's nice. Well, it's That's true. Um, so I, I had – all of my life, you know, been a painter, been a visual artist, and I, and I wrote poetry. So then I had an exhibit of, of you know, of all of this stuff. And um, – in Oxbridge, we had a gallery in Oxbridge, and this uh, the, this family wanted to come through and, and see the work one day when I was going to be closed. But so I opened for them, and they said, "You know, this art's amazing because now that they it's about the abuse, you have to get this to to New York." And I'm thinking, well, if I could get my art in New York, it would be in New York. I don't know how to do that. And and I went home and I had this like really stupid idea that um I'll I'll write a one man show. And I'll bring that to New York. So I started writing that in 2005, uh, June of 2005. And I was on stage in New York that December. Wow. Like having not done that. I mean, I went to school for theater, you know, way back in the 70s. But that was the 70s and I wanted to be backstage. Yeah. Um, so there I was at the Bowery Poetry Club across the street from CBGB's. Oh my God. Uh, right. Or like right there. Um on stage in New York. And then it, then Jimmy Tingle picked it up and I played at his theater in Somerville for February of 2006 and then I kind of toured with it for a little bit. So the first time I performed that and somebody clapped, there was my catharsis because that's when I know somebody's listening. Yeah. It's telling your story and someone is li- actually listening now because, uh, you know, I, I think people knew I was being abused. Um and nothing happened. Yeah, I mean, nothing. It just continued. Like nothing. It, it, there was no conversation. Nothing stopped it. So when when that happened, that that was my catharsis. That moment when I when I did the one man show. So 
getting it to, to on screen is just a, a, a bigger way to, to tell the story and get it to a wider audience. And for the most part, all, all of my stuff is done for, um, for survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 and because I, I know a lot of, of the struggles that people have and, uh, and I just want to show that I, I can stand there uh, uh, or with this, with Ave Maria. Ave Maria, you know, I, I castrate a priest in that. And, um, and it won the Audience Award for Best Film in Rome, in Italy. And I was there. Wow. So, like, you know, I, if I can stand, like, at the, at the Vatican mm-hmm. holding this trophy of a movie where I castrate a priest... Uh, I hope that other people can stand. And I'm not think, saying that people have to stand up and tell their story. Uh, a lot of people say that. I just want them to get the help they need to live a, a, a healthy life. No one no one has to do what I'm doing. Um, sometimes it's crazy what I do. Um, so, you know, I don't think that that's, the, you know, this is for everyone. But but I, I think you can heal. Yes. And, 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 and you don't have to give the church or your abuser, no matter, it's not just the church, obviously, any more power over your life. Fuck that. You know, enough of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I made Trinity. That's incredible. And it's, Thank you. And there's, <laughs> it's very powerful. Like, you can, you can feel like, because I went in and I just watched the film. I didn't read anything about it. I just watched it but then you know seeing the synopsis after because i was like oh based on a true story like i i didn't know i just i'm watching this film let's see where it takes me and then after ashes told me about it and you know read the synopsis to me it's like i can understand like there's you're playing out all these scenarios you know, on the screen and, and Michael's going through all these different things as a character on the screen. And, you know, you're trying to keep, keep everything straight. Cause it's, it can be overwhelming. Like the amount of, of, uh, of situations he finds himself in and like over and over, like, you know, you see like the, the bathroom scene repeated over and over again. And you see, his interactions with all these other people and, you know, and then you see, you know, him interacting with, with the folks at the bar at the end. And that, that I can't remember the character's name, but he's talking to him and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, stop imagining yourself as an adult because you weren't an adult. You were a child. And then you see everything with that different perspective. And it's like, Oh my god, like that's like it just you go on this roller coaster of emotions. Well, and what you're saying kind of leads into a question that I have. Was Michael's dissociative experience a form of self-preservation? Oh, it it still is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that's it, 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 That's exactly what I mean, so I'm sorry, but that's that's exactly what I got from it. Yeah. And it really hit home because I've had my own bouts of dissociative experiences and, you know, there are times when you have to sit there and sometimes my memories don't quite match up with reality. So I kind of have to give myself a reality check, Yep. you know, and so what he was going through this almost David Lynch-esque 
Yeah, I got, I got some um, of that. Thank you know, you is, <laughs> is something that I myself have experienced, you know, when you're caught in a moment and you're just kind of like trying to piece things together and trying to formulate your next move. What am I going to do? And, and your brain is trying to heal itself and protect you the best, best way that it can. Your psyche is trying to cradle you but at the same time, it's like, no, you, you need to, I, I, I need to feel this. I need to experience this. This is what happened. It's not what I'm thinking. You know, like, the, this is not my reality. Like, reality is reality. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, when it says ba- based on a true story, and I think I'm going to say 2003, I don't remember the year. My wife, Honor, and I were, were going Christmas shopping at Barnes & Noble in Millbury. And um and I walk in and Father Texar uh is working there now. And he walks up to me, Hey Skip, how you doing? I mean and I just but that happened. I blanked. Um and I said, Oh good and then I just kinda walked away and I'm thinking, I, I okay, I'm I'm shopping. I'm not gonna let him fuck this up, you know, and I just kind of went down and walking down random aisles and then I turned around and looked and he's helping my wife. And I just said, well, okay, this can't happen. Um, so I went over and I just said, took it and said, look, we're leaving. And, and we went outside and she's like, what's, you know, what's going on? And I said that that was Texar. And like, I'm saying that to you right now. And that's, that's, that's an abstract. Mm-hmm. So for as long as she knew me and knew this part of me that he was an abstract, but now she's, she was talking to him right. and suddenly this was real for her. And I thought she was going to pass out in, in the parking lot. Um, but the, you know, but my dissociation was I like I wasn't even walking in that place. It was just so surreal, and that's when I said I really have to capture that moment so people understand what that moment is like. Uh, and that's what I I tried to do with Trinity. And it's crazy because so much happened. Like it's the bulk of the movie, but it's an instance. Yes. But it was so perfectly captured because that's that's exactly what happens. It's it's your mind going a mile a minute and I know people talk about like oh my mind was going a mile a minute but like no your mind is really going a mile a minute and you're having all of these you almost feel like ADD at one point because you're just juggling so many things in your in your mind and it's just trying to make heads or tails of of what's real what's not real this happened this didn't happen you know and and again like your psyche is trying to be like no 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 it's okay like this 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 isn't real you're fine you're fine and you know and again i'm sure for your wife to be able to put a face to a name i'm sure she was going through something similar as yeah after as as well brutal you know, so I mean, but the way that you were able to capture that was just perfection. Like because that—that that is, when you can't sit there and vocalize, because there's too much going on. Right. You know, that was just that was perfection. And 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 for for the good news, he did die in prison in Texas. So. Oh, good. Oh, that's Thank good. God. <laughs> you know, there's a happy ending. Yeah. To well, stories. it's yeah. and it's and it's interesting because, you know. I haven't gone through anything like this, so my instinct as I'm watching this, you know, after after listening to you guys and listening to, you know, and seeing the film, like, I'm sitting there, you know, and 
you know, the the scene where he's like, oh, I'm always cleaning up after your mess, Michael. Oh, I can't believe you did this. And he's cleaning up the spilled coffee. And it's like, like, I'm sitting there with my fist clenched, like, like, all right, I'm going to knock this guy out. But that's me looking at it from a perspective of I haven't gone through this. So I don't know what the trauma is like. I don't know how I would react because this isn't a situation that I've faced. I can only base it on, you know, like I would have reacted much like his sister reacts in the, in the, you know, like get out of here before I kick your ass out of the store. Right. Love that. Yes. Sassy sister. Like Love it. that would have been my reaction. And like, that's her reaction because it's, you know, she hasn't gone through it. So she doesn't understand like the, 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 trauma like this like being hit in the face with like you said it was an abstract but now it's a real thing and I think the way he reacted was perfect because you know after listening to you know like and, and realizing like this is a dissociation like he's not himself he's someone else he's somewhere else so he's not going to react this way because that's not a normal reaction. A normal reaction is I'm outside of this. Right. That's what dissociation is, you know. Um, obviously, you know, but I'm just like that's and I think you you get that across so well. Like you see Michael in all these situations and you see him struggling and like you know like you were saying ashes like where there's you know what's real what's not like was the priest really eating him no at least i don't i don't think so like he he's not a cannibal but like that represents like from what i from what i got that represents like the gnawing like guilt or or repressed feelings eating away at him you know in a very literal sense yes and uh, which that was another brilliant scene like yeah that that was that was actually really well done thank you i enjoyed that uh, the actors involved did a phenomenal job with that one scene i mean they did a the actor who played michael just did a phenomenal job throughout but that one scene in particular was just very it did its job. It was very disturbing, but effective. Yeah, the one with Nicole and, and the yes. priest. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and part part of why she she had to be in this is because this is like still the most unrepresented part of the the clergy abuse story are the 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 women survivors. Like no one talks about them. Yeah. Like you know, it, it's not reported. I mean, I used to go to SNAP meetings, you know, the Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priests, which is, I think they need a, a better name. Mm. Know, SNAP. Yeah. <laughs> Just SNAP. Um, uh, so, I, so it sounds a little too snazzy. Yeah, you know? I know it does. <laughs> I, 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 it, I would sometimes go and be the only guy there. Wow. Right. And, and, and the national. That's not what the media no, portrayed. The, the, the national leader of it, her, she, unfortunately, she passed away. Her name was Barbara Blaine. All right. It's, just, it's a woman. Yeah. Like, why are we only talking? And I really think the media thinks, well, it's much worse if it's done to a boy than a girl. 
Yeah, it's like it's why, bad no matter what. Exactly. Right. And, right. And I, but I really think this will sell more papers if we just because people are going to see this as worse, which then gave the church, you know, the out to to blame the gay community, which is so absurd. I mean, a, a pedophile will abuse any child. It has nothing to do with sexuality. Right. right. Actually, I I, I do a, <laughs> a, a a thing on that. If if you know if, if there are also if you're going to ban gay priests from the church for for abusing boys, then you have to and heterosexual priests from the church for, for abusing girls. So I think ultimately the, the best solution would just to be to ban anyone with a dick from the, right. from the priesthood. And then it might be yeah. a lot better off. Yeah. You, know, you really want to serve the Lord? Uh, mandatory castration. That way we don't have to right worry there, about any of this. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> um, but I did... In- the emotion and the uh, I, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say intensity, um, no, but, but intensity I'm going to say intensity word. of the reaction that Michael has when he finally clears his head, gets his shit together, for back of lack of better wording, um, and comes through and actually has that interaction with the priest who did him wrong so many years ago. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't. And I'm sure like, I mean, I know I've had days where I'm just so angry and it's like, if I ever see this person again, this is exactly what I'm going to say. And this is what I'm going to do. And, and, you know, and, and I've never had that moment, but I'm sure that when you are in that moment, uh, you're so caught off guard and you're not prepared and it's that trigger of emotions and it was so well played out in that one scene you saw the fear but yet this instant just cal- almost like boost of confidence like no no I, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I think in in few words, but still it was effective. And I thought that the actor who portrayed Michael did such a great job with, with that scene. Like this character is so uh, you're only seeing this character for a brief moment in his life, but there's so much depth to this character that you, you feel like you know him, you know, everything about him, but you've only known him for like 30 seconds. Really? And I just thought that was so well done. Yeah, the the ending was um, I, I mean, because it, it, I then wanted to still show how how the, after a grooming process, this is you know to get really into how this whole thing works. I mean, the priest then tries to get back into that mode. Mm-hmm. You know who you know who would you be without me? And mm-hmm. and 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 that's actually that that didn't happen at Barnes and Noble, but um, but that's that's a question. I wrestle with all the time. Um, who would I be if this didn't happen to me? And part of that answer could be, I might just be a Catholic like the rest of my family. Wouldn't that suck? That would yeah. suck. You know what I mean? So so part of, of what made me, created who I am, mm-hmm. came from a monster. Actually, several. You know, we won't get into my, the whole story of, of my abuse, but there was a ring in the Blackstone Valley. Um, and, and, and I'm grateful for who I am, which, which puts me in a very 
peculiar place because I'm not grateful for what they did. Um, but I, I'm, I am, uh, I like that I'm able to tell these. I like that I'm able to go to Rome and stand up in front of the, you know, the church and and do the shit that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I am grateful that, that I can do this stuff, and I don't know that I would be doing any of this. I don't know that I would be looking for social justice in other parts of of my life that I that I work towards. Now, I hate I hate that you know people find social justice like a like a like it's an insult. Yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> you you social justice warrior. Yeah, like, um okay, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. And and I don't know that I would be that person either. Um I don't know that I would I would view women's issues the way that I do now if I wasn't mm-hmm. abused. Um so there's a lot. So when when I have the pre-say that you wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't for me, that's true. I wouldn't be. Uh, and I don't know how to handle it. I still don't know how to handle that. I think the, the, the actor who played uh, the priest as well was really because you really detest him. Like the character, obviously not yeah. the actual actor, but you really just like, man, like... Um, but to touch on something you said, um, when Michael has his, you know, his moment of like all this pent up anger and rage, <clears throat> there's a, a, a line from, uh, the Soundgarden song, the day I try to live. And I've used this like a million times in like the stuff that I've written and the stuff that, you know, even everyday conversation. The words you say never live up to the ones inside your head. That's right. Because, I mean, like, it, and it applies to, you know, everything. Like, when I proposed to, to Ashes, I had this whole big, long speech. And that it came is not out, what happened. And it came out with, will you marry me? <laughs> so it didn't quite pan out. And this is the same. It's a different context, but the words are exactly as true. What would, you know, I'm sure that, you know, in your head, you know, probably a million times you like, if I ever saw this guy, this is what I would say. But then the time comes and it's not that way. It doesn't play out that way because it's a different circumstance and it's, it's, you know, like you said, you know, you grew to be a specific type of person. And, you know, maybe someone else reacts differently and they lose their mind and yell and scream and cause a scene. But that's not your experience. Right. You know, and it, and it goes back to like what you were saying about, you know, your 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 one man show and everything that you did. And like, that's how, you know, you know, in addition to therapy, that's how you, you know, were able to really deal with it and get that cathartic moment that's not going to be what everyone does. Everyone's going to do something differently right. because again, that's everybody is going to deal with things differently. And, you know, I find that, you know, if you're able to, you know, if you have the ability to castrate a priest or, or, you know, strangle a priest, you know, and it's a, a vicarious thing, yeah, I mean that's that can be cathartic as well. Um, 
some people might think it goes too far. Some people might think it doesn't go too far enough. Right. You know, so there's so much. There, there's so like it's such a tight rope to walk. But in the end, it's your story and however you want to tell it. Like, and I think that's that's like the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from this is this is how I'm dealing with it. And I'm dealing with it in a healthy way, you know, but that may not be the best for everybody. Like somebody else might might do the same thing, might make a film, but it's, you know, like you said, you know, 35 minutes of micro cinema, <laughs> yeah. you know, so there's a, there's a, a, a there's a lot. Of I would watch that, by the way. I'm just saying. <clears throat> there's a lot of different ways to go about this. So, um, I mean, I was again, like I said, I, I was going into this completely blind as to what the source of this was. You know, and after watching it, it's it's like, wow, you know, thank you for sharing your story and. You know, maybe somebody sees it and says, you know what, you know, I have a creative outlet for this. You know, maybe they paint or they draw or they write, you know, maybe this helps someone else. And it's like, okay, I'm not the only one going through this. Right. Right. You know, and I think I might be wrong, but I think that's really what you were going for. Like, in addition to being therapeutic to yourself, you're like, hey, you know, this is how I'm dealing with it. If you can find your own way, that 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 that's it. It, it, it. I'll give you two stories. One when I did the one man show in Somerville when Jimmy Tingle had the theater there, and I, I kind of wanted to walk in from the back, like a priest going in for before mass before I get up on on the stage. So, I, but there was no doors there, so I literally had to sit in the back row and wait. So I'm sitting in the back row waiting, and people would come in and sit down. And then, but the the kid who was working the door uh, came in and sat down in front of me, and he didn't look at me. He said, "Um, my uncle inappropriately touched me. Uh, I have a hard time with relationships. Uh, I think I need to go to therapy." And then he just got up and walked away. I thought, "Oh my God, I'm the first person he told that to." Mm-hmm. Um, and I helped him. Because he's he's now addressing it, I thought, holy shit, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I this screened at the the Buffalo Dreams uh, Festival. I don't remember what month it was last year. And um and the clergy abuse story is just all over the place in Buffalo right now. It's still a huge, huge, huge story. Every day something new is coming out from Buffalo. And then I had this long conversation with a guy in the hallway after the movie, who. Just there, he came because he knew what it was about, and and I, you know, heard his story, and then you know, hopefully, I get to say it all. You know, go to a therapist. Um, you know, I'm I'm not one, and you know, mm-hmm. and I might give you real shitty advice. Uh, you need to to talk with a professional, but but I'm I'm getting people to at least admit that this happened to them because mm-hmm. uh, they feel safe that they can say it now, uh, and then just please go get help. Yeah, I mean that's. Sometimes seeing someone not, I don't want to say accept, but seeing somebody like admit to their trauma, seeing somebody cope with their trauma, seeing somebody do something with their trauma 
can give somebody else the courage to be like, okay, this is my trauma. I'm accepting my trauma. I'm going to do something about it. Right. And, you know, I think that is something that it's a gift. It's a gift when you, when you can, you know, because I'm sure that the, these people who have come to you were living with that for years yeah. and you know just it's just buried it's just it's just in there it's eating at their insides it's it's you know who do i tell where do i even start you know but you're giving them an in this is what this person did i need to do something and i i, I think that is just uh, it, it's admirable yes i was just gonna say that it's very admirable well th- thanks i mean I, I don't know i don't know um i think this is just what what i hope you know humans do hopefully but i mean for me it, it this is let's let's just really bring everyone down now uh, <laughs> and i kept and i well, i'm gonna go back to something you said sometimes the things we think in our heads we, we don't mm-hmm. say unless they're puns yes because yes. then we nail it yes that so, we always nail that. <laughs> so like, that's a hundred percent but but uh, to to for me to deal with this, um, uh, in a lot of ways, took the death of my daughter, because I lost her in 1999 before this, and that makes this look like child's play. Um, so I thought, okay, I can I can handle, I can really deal with with the the church shit, um, because that's not that the pain of that now uh, is can't compare. Right. So, which actually made it tolerable for me to deal with in 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 an odd way. Um, so that <laughs> that's what actually brought me here to to this this to be able to do this. But and 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 with those two things in you know my life now, it, in some ways a lot of things are easier. Like somebody doesn't like my movie, really. Like I've been through a lot worse than this. Yeah. You yeah. know that yeah. like virtually anything that hap- that goes wrong, I'm like, oh really? No. That's fine. Like I, your your opinion is, is, is nothing, nothing compared. You know, to I've I've you know people you know and and standing up to the church, I get threatened. You know, we get threatened, and um, like really, it's the same thing. Like really, like what are you gonna do? That I, you can't top anything that's already happened to me now. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's I come from a point of strength now because of that. Yeah. Now I do kind of want to switch gears and talk about the Shaanxi Film Festival. Yes. When did that start, and <laughs> how, um, just just how did it come to fruition, and when is it? Well, it it um it it started. Well, Shauna died in '99. She was uh her an identical twin. Her, her sister Erin. Erin uh, was second in her class, and Shauna, you know, if she got a C, well, like yay. <laughs> um, school was not her thing. Um, but the year after. Um, like the whole town of Uxbridge did this walk and raised ten thousand dollars in her name, so they started a, a, like a scholarship fund for for uh, Uxbridge kids. Um, and then when that started to dwindle, yeah, and now I'm like, fuck, we we have to raise more money. So we did everything, you know, we did like a, you know, just a, a you know a band and and raffles and that stuff. We did a couple of those, and then. We actually tried a golf tournament, and I and I hate like I hate golf, hate it, hate it. There's nothing. I there's a golf course around here in Whitesville. Like I drove by there today, and like there there are like people out there 
golfing like it's like fucking pouring out yeah. like what are you doing yeah like is it that <laughs> greens are pretty clear today <laughs> looks <laughs> like that we can take our time <laughs> you know it's like it's insane to me um and it was after the golf tournament. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm already making movies. Like, I know people in the film community. Let's just do a film festival. So we started at the Elm Draft House, I think, eight, eight or nine years ago now in Millbury. It was one day, you know, one block, like block of shorts. And now we have two. We have a, a shorts in the spring for one day. And then in October, this year it'll be the first week in, the, in October. I don't know what, you know, it's like the third. I think it's the third through fifth. We're in Southbridge, we have two venues, three days. Wow. Right, like 16 blocks of films from all over the world. We had the Ranger last year. Really? We hit, Right. I mean, we're like, it's insane. But because, uh, you know, Jen made it, and we what a part of our foundation now is to give uh, a fellowship to first-time female filmmakers. We want to help women in Very the arts. Cool. That, that, is, that, is, that is actually more of our goal now than the scholarship because it just seems that that's taken off. And we just passed out a, 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 another uh, fellowship a couple of weeks ago at the, at the, the Spring Shorts Festival mm-hmm. that, that we hold in Worcester at Nix. So we're at Starlight in Southbridge and then the Art Center in Southbridge. And it's three days right now, but at the amount of submissions that are coming in, we might be expanding it to four like we had to last year. Wow. But we'll definitely make sure that we start promoting that once it gets closer. Yeah, it's 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 uh, filmmakers seem to love it, and like people. Well, you you guys, you know, like Luigi Cozy came. Really? <laughs> yes, that's the, so cool. Right. I mean, there is Luigi uh, at our festival. That's when it started. We started to notice, and then um, Dogged, which was an amazing folk horror film by Richard Roundtree, um, had its world premiere at our film festival. Really? Yeah. So we we're. We just all of a sudden became, we grew a lot faster than we ever thought we would and a lot bigger than we ever thought we'd be. Um, That's incredible. But, it, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's an honor of Shauna. And, and part of it is, is um, it, it keeps her alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it, as long, you know, because people are saying her name um, yeah. they, and they kind of know a little bit about her because we have a little, you know, short about her before each block. Um, so it, it keeps her her alive and her her spirit going. Now you've got, uh, you know, you, you've you've definitely got to come back for uh, in September or so. We can make sure we really sure. promote this. Uh, but you've got an event this coming weekend. Yes, um, I, I'm. We're we're at Coolidge after midnight. They're showing Trinity. It's um, so awesome. Which and, and and as as I mean I mentioned Luigi, but as an Italian horror film buff, I'm I'm up against um, Black Sunday, Mario Bava. So like me and Mario Bava <laughs> are on the the bill of the same night. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's like geek heaven for me. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty great. Yeah, I'm I got so excited when I saw that. You know, I'm like everyone go see Black Sunday. No wait, no come see my movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you are in the area and you are interested. It is this Saturday, uh, June 1st. It's the Coolidge After Midnight at the Coolidge Corner Theater in Brookline. Um, You can get tickets online. We will actually post a link in the Throwdown Thursday group. Uh, I'm sure we can also share it on Twitter as well. If you are interested in getting tickets, definitely do. 
will be there. I am very eager to see this on a bigger screen. This will be the first time we go to the Coolidge as well. Yeah, we've, oh, we've, we've been dying to get oh, there. That's great. So yeah, so we're we're very excited. Um, so yeah, definitely come check it out. Support Skip. Say hi to us, and it'll be a good time. And if you really you know miss going to a midnight mass, this is like a perfect substitute. <laughs> yes, it's better. <laughs> it, it's it's better. It's just better. I'm sure there's popcorn involved, yes, so yes. which which makes it so much better. It's not the bo- quite the body of Christ, but it is popcorn. <laughs> it's way better. Way better. I just had I had one question about. I mean, before we like really delved into everything and. I don't know if it's a director's trademark, like, you know, Tarantino always does, like, the feet and stuff. The uh, plain white mask. Yeah, yeah, that's become that's become a thing with me. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it a lot um, because we noticed it in, obviously, it's, it's in uh, Microcinema, it's in uh, Trinity, and if I remember correctly, it's in Sad the Seeds the... trailer. It's in the Seeds trailer, and it's in Ave Maria. Ave Maria, yeah. in, a, in an odd way, is is, and somebody recently said this to me, and I thought this was very cool. It's it's kind of a sequel to Micro Cinema because Aurora's pretty much playing the same character. I mean, she's even wearing the same wardrobe. And somebody finally noticed that recently and said to me, "Hey, is that like a sequel?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, it is." Um, and yeah, so and right, and the masks are also in Seeds. Mm-hmm. There, there's a, when I. I was like a visual artist before for a long time. I did paintings with people being faceless. And I think that there is a way of that allows people who view it to, to put in whoever they want in that image. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the blank mask does the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, um, it's also very unsettling. I hope that, I mean, that's, I mean, hopefully, (laughs) There's something just, you know, like it's very evocative where it's, you know, like the, the, the William Shatner mask yes. from Halloween. Um, there's a lot of films that try to do stuff with masks and it's very difficult to get it right because there's so many. They, they try to do this big elaborate thing. And when it comes down to it, just the plain white you know, almost featureless yep. mask is like the most unsettling because I mean, if you saw someone without a face coming at you, like, and I'm not talking Mel Gibson, man without a face, you know, but well, there's that French movie, right? Eyes without a face. Yes, yes, I love that movie, and it's just. Yeah, it's it's just it's unsettling because it's something that like that's how you recognize someone like you like, oh, yeah, I know you because that's what you look like, you know, it's and to not have I'm not articulating it well at all. But so do you think that's going to kind of become <coughs> your, your calling card? Or do you plan on continuing to add that in all of your works or or say all of your horror related works? I, I don't know. I think the, the, the project that I might be doing next, I don't see anyone wearing a mask. I think people would really want to show their faces. I, I agree with that. So yeah. uh, so it might be put to this. It might, seeds might be it. Okay. Um, I mean, you could always like Easter egg it and just have it like sitting right. on a table right, or exactly. something. I'll, I should do something like that, yeah. Do you have like a, an ETA as to when seeds will be coming out? I, I'm I'm 
No, this is this is the uh you know, trying to figure out how to deal with with the the business side of this, the, you know, the distribution and, and marketing and all of that. Um a lot of I went to the the Frontiers Market last year at Fantasia in Montreal. And apparently the 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 path I took with Trinity might not have been the best. Um I they say you know, I should get a sales agent first. And then they they do the the festival selections, and then they try to sell it. Um, and at the same time, I've already had two film festivals uh, approach me for seeds now. Who and then when is it coming out? Because we want it. So I'm like, ah, um, I don't I don't know. I have to figure that out because I know sales agents often tell you to go in and do a recut as well, mm-hmm. and. Where I'm working right now, I'm glad I did Trinity when I did without anyone else's. I mean, some people gave some money, but it was very, you know, it wasn't a huge budget. And I had complete artistic freedom to tell the story the way that I wanted to tell it uh, within the budget. Um, And I feel the same way with Seeds because a lot of uh, as much as Seeds is is a folk horror thing, it's also about a grieving parent. Um, So they're both two very personal films. Um, And I just want to be able to tell them the way I want to tell them. Right, it's 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 you know one of the biggest things I hear from you know people, especially if there's a like a passion project. It's like this is what I want to do, and it's it's harder for you know independent filmmakers. You know, if you're a guy like you know Peter Jackson or Guillermo del Toro, yeah, you have the budget and the personal means, or, or a guy like Tarantino, like this is what I'm going to make and this is what I'm going to make. And it's like, okay, fine. But, you know, for someone who relies on outside funding or maybe not rely, that might be too strong a word, but, you know, like if you're looking for outside funding, it's like, okay, I want to do X, Y, and Z, but I only have enough money for X and woo. So, right. you know. If you need that, then all of a sudden those people are like, well, you know, I'm giving you money and I don't want to see this. Yeah, then it starts to get a little political and, right. and corporate. and I'll give you all the money you want, but, you know, how about instead of, you know, you know, castrating a priest, he adopts a rabbit. Right. You know? Well, it's, it, it's, it was even funny with, with – with, I ran into that with the one man show and Jim and Jimmy Tingle was very unbelievably gracious with his, his space. And, uh, he, he gave me all sorts of advice while I was performing. Um, and cause there was a lot of comedy in it because I mean, I find if you're going to tell this story, you either have to use a lot of comedy or a lot of or horror cause then it's safe for people to, to view it. And then, the, then you can have the discussion afterwards. Um, but there was this point in, in the one man show when I and I actually get to um, Shauna's death and 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 this is the truth. I, I get called to the hospital and a fucking priest tells me this. I'm like, like, are you kidding me? Like, this is how. Like, this is right. how I have <laughs> yeah. to, to learn this. And I'm like, fuck you. So I I go through this whole tear of fuck you to God thing, and then 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 I do at that time George Bush jokes, fuck you, you know. Then then it got political, but. Um, and then on the count of three, I, I asked everyone to stand up and say, fuck you to God with me. And Jimmy's like, can you just say why? Can you just say why? I'm like, what am I, Nancy Carrigan here? Like, this is, <laughs> that's, that's awful. That's just yeah. uh, a whiny, no. And the, and when I wrote it, I had, I 
didn't anticipate um I thought no one would do it. And and it's like I gave them permission or something. I mean, mm-hmm. People are screaming and I'm like, holy shit, like what is this? Um but yeah, even then I was I was getting people saying, No, you let's let's compromise this way and like and now it's the last that part I wouldn't compromise on at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and so and the thing that I'm I may make next, I I can't compromise on that one right. either. So I, I think I just have to like find my own way. Uh, you know, I don't know if self distribution is still an answer these days. I don't I, I think a lot of filmmakers that I that I know here just think uh, America still instead of that it is a global market. I mean I mean Trinity won uh, you know, I won an award in, in Brazil and, and Wow in and Argentina. Um Wow, that's impressive. Okay, here's here's like now I'm gonna go completely off the rails. It's a very bizarre story with that. I don't know if it's bizarre. So I um I I go to a medium uh to talk with Shauna. Uh and she's local. So and and so I went once and and, and this is now I'm gonna the medium's saying it but it's Shauna through her. So I, I, I go in and, and says, hey, Sean wants to know what's going on with Trinity. I'm like, what do you mean? Now, this woman doesn't even know what I do, mm-hmm. like really. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, what, what are you doing with it? I said, I'm not doing anything with it. She said, but that's all wrong. I said, well, I'm not telling anybody that it really exists until it gets into a festival. She said, you have to let everybody know it exists now. You just have to put it out there. Just let so then then it, it'll start to to happen. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like I'm getting business advice from my daughter, and then she's and then she's like, "Well, what about South America?" I'm like, well, like what about South America? She, she said she's just saying Brazil and Argentina. Don't, don't submit it to any other place, but submit it there. So I submitted to Brazil and Argentina, and three months later, on the same day, I get accepted to a film festival in both Brazil and Argentina, and then I won a, an award in both of them. Wow! Right. Um, so. Uh, but again, you know, we, local fil- filmmakers, we think of just here, this market. And, and it's, I mean, I do, I think Trinity, well, it, one of its first screenings was in Ireland, obviously, because um, it would do well there mm-hmm. and, and in Rome. And, and I view everything more as, as a global market. It seeds, I have Emma, who is brilliant in the lead in that, but she's from Ireland. So I, I have, I, she has a hard time sometimes, I think, getting roles here because people say her accent is, is, is a problem. Like, no, that's, that's the best part. Right. You've, you're authentic. And then I add Barbara McNulfi in it. So then I, you know, mm-hmm. I can tap into the Italian market again, um, which I did with um, uh, Trinity. I mean, Trinity did well over there. I'm, we're very lucky here to have, like, Rock and Shock. Here, here's a tip to all you independent, poor filmmakers. Check out and see who's going to be at Rock and Shock, and then ask them to be in your movie while and shoot it while they're here. Because then you don't that's have to. Really good you idea. don't have to fly them here. You know. You don't. Have yeah, to everything's. Free. So I, I, I. That's how I got Lynn Lowry in in Trinity. She was here. Um, and oh then, wow! And that's how, right. And then Bar- you're here. I'm here. Right. Want to shoot a scene? And uh, she, I. Uh, in fairness to Lynn, Lynn and I are kind of friendly anyway. Bef- okay. Before this. So she she did this as a huge favor to me, um, and she was brilliant. Um, and then Barbara, I kind of got to know. So then she did it, and, and I'm friends with Kip Weeks. I mean, like, we're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to get him. So it's – but if you need a name in your thing, you know, just put some money aside and, and offer them some cash when they're here. 
and just make sure it's a half a day scene. Wow. Well, that's that's some great advice. Yeah, I, mean, I will here. give you forty dollars to be in my movie. <laughs> do, you, do you know James uh, Balsamo? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean that's all he does. He goes to he would, he would go to all of these festivals and just say whoever's there, hey, you want to be in my movie, and throw him in his movie. Actually, oh, wow. you're right, and that's how he's built up his his like his <laughs> really his uh, kingdom, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the kingdom of James Balsamo. Uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 just smart. <coughs> <clears throat> so I saw him do that, and I said, what the hell, what am I doing? This is... Yeah, if it works, go right, for they're, it. They're here. Yeah. I mean, they're here making money anyway, right. so what, they, they don't want to make more? Right. Like, yeah. No, they, they will, you know, and, you know, get them on the, you know, shoot on the Sunday morning, uh, yeah. you know, just before, you know, it opens, mm-hmm. and and then they're good to go. I think I shot Barbara the day after, but whatever, that was, she was fine with that. That's brilliant. That's such a great idea. Yeah, it really is. And then, but then you, I think that even helps you with, you know, trying to get uh, global attention. Yeah, like if you have names that people recognize, you know, people tend to, you know, be a little more like, oh, I know that name, you know, because people tend to, they'll support things with actors that they are familiar with. Um, I have this theory about uh, asylum films. Like, it was actually a year ago yesterday we interviewed the cast of Megalodon, which was put out by Asylum, you know, shortly before The Meg came out. Essentially the same movies, but one's a bigger studio. You know, like, I just over the weekend watched Geostorm. I saw that you posted that, yes. And... You know, you look at this cast and it's, you know, Gerard Butler and Jim Sturgis and Abby Cornish and and, uh, Ed Harris and Andy Garcia. And it's like. This is a sci fi movie premise (laughs) with a massive budget and big names. There's no difference between that and like whatever the the sci fi version was. It's just. This will get people's eyeballs on it because there's Gerard Butler, there's Ed Harris, right? You know, as opposed to you know watching. Although I will say that you know I found Megalodon to be the better movie personally. I liked it more. Maybe I'm biased, but you know I have a, a good relationship with a lot of these folks who are in it. You know, so. Yeah, maybe it's just uh, I'm a little biased, but I found it to be more realistic than the big budget Hollywood. Right. You know, Jason Statham, you know, fighting a 70 foot shark <laughs> in the water, like hand to hand combat. Right. It's like, all right, you know, but people are like, oh, what a great movie. It's like, yeah, but you wouldn't give this the time of day if it was on Asylum. Like, right. That's the thing that bugs me. So where you're saying like, oh, yeah, you know, we get, you know, these people in it. And it's like, I recognize that name. I'm a fan of their work. Let me check this out. And that's a great way to get, you know, independent film filmmakers, you know, some exposure. So, like, that's great. Because obviously, you know, you don't have the name recognition of a Tarantino or, no. you know, you know any of, you know, like a Scorsese. Be like, oh, yeah, me and Scorsese. Marty, yeah, we go way back. You know, I played a... Uh, 
core core mental patient That's number right. two. So yeah. <laughs> me and my, yeah, Marty, Marty, he he was he's a piece of work. Um, <laughs> if you looked at him, you got fired. So really, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so. I bet that didn't go for everybody, though. No, no, but um, <laughs> it was just like like a general rule. And I thought that was interesting. So, I, so I, I the first day there, and I think this is why I got the the escape scene. They sat me in the corner, and um, you know, okay, you're depressed, so you know, put your elbows on your knees and in your hand, your your head in your hands. So I said, okay, if if, if I look at him, I get fired. I'm just going to stay like this mm-hmm. the whole time, even when they say cut, I just won't move. So then I'll be safe. Um, and then twice while I'm doing that, I get a tap on my shoulder. I look up and it's him. And it's going, great job. And then I thought, oh, my God, he thinks I'm a method actor. And I'm just trying not to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was told I'm not to, I'm not to look upon your visage. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I, I, it was such a huge set I could probably understand. You know, I, I don't know if they had to be that harsh, but I mean, no one can should bother them anyway. Right, but you know, still, you know, it's that's a little extreme. Yeah, I, I was I was then uh, shortly after um, in taking Woodstock, Ang Lee's mm-hmm. probably worst movie. I mean, yeah, his I worst don't know, movie, The Hulk. I, have you seen Taking Woodstock? I have not. Exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but if you you'll hear, um, and we're gonna boycott your motel too. That's me. Um, but it was like the lowly PA's birthday whose job was to watch backgrounds stuff while they were working. And here's Ang Lee walking in sync with the cake singing happy birthday. I'm thinking that's the guy that's, this is the guy. He was just gracious to everyone. See, that's cool. I, I like hearing stories like that. That's cool. I mean, I guess, you know, when you've put up a resume like certain people have, you're able to like you know if you read some of the the writers that like yeah. these these diva singers want to want to have, you know it's like that that scene from Wayne's World too. Ozzy wanted ten thousand brown M and M's to fill a brandy glass, <laughs> or he wouldn't go on stage. All I ask for is a Reuben. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There's this little place in Grafton. Well, we're in North California. Well, I don't go on till I have my Reuben. <laughs> So I think with that being said, yeah, let's, we're uh, going to take our next break. And when we come back, we've got more stuff to chat about. Yes. So we'll be right back. Hello. This is the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot. But you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right. Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal. And they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunches.com. Hi, I'm Dominic Pace, star of Sci-Fi Channel's Megalodon, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday's podcast. Well, hello there, neighborinos. The handle's Mr. Most Days Off, but my friends call me Miles, and I'm the host of the Best Darn Diddly Review Show. Hello, Mr. Most Days Off. <laughs> and that's my best friend, Richie the WizKid, the co-host of Best Darn Diddly. Hi, diddly ho there, podcasterinos. The Best Darn Diddly Review Show is a weekly journey through the entire Simpsons series, hosted by us, two guys who grew up loving The Simpsons. We discuss every diddly, every doodly, and every do. So lace up your assassin sneakers, put on your skin-tight ski suit, and head down the slopes with us at Best Darn Diddly. Stupid, sexy Best Darn Diddly. You can catch us each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. 
Patrick Ray Hall in the motherfucking house. 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 And we are back now. I wish I wish he'd get out of the motherfucking house. Now, Skip, you are, are uh, maybe not familiar with this song. This was from my first ever podcast appearance on Trick or Treat Radio, nice. episode sixty-eight. To give you an idea of how long ago this was, it was almost six years, and Tiny White was just riffing on his vocoder. <laughs> Uh, he did that song. He did another song later on called uh, Kryptonite Circumcision because we were talking about Man of Steel. <laughs> but he did everything through the vocoder. So it was, That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And that was when I knew I wanted to get into podcasting. I just didn't know how to do it. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So, yeah. It's all it's all their fault. Yes. Yes. It's all their fault. I blame. I blame. I blame. Wolfie. I blame you. <laughs> yeah. So that was a really, really good conversation. Like I wasn't sure how, you know, which direction because we we don't script things. It's like okay, this is kind of what we want to talk about. Let's see where it goes. You know. I mean, like we we try to be organized and organized, but not it, scripted. But it, we just yeah, want to. Usually doesn't happen. Just go. <laughs> And go and see where the conversation takes us, and it was a really good conversation. So thank you so much for coming in and and sharing this with us, and you know giving us the opportunity to see your films and and talk about them with you. Um, you know, like I said, you know this isn't our normal format. Usually, we're discussing like whatever the character du jour is or whatever character we feel like talking about, but. We've I've noticed this year we've gotten into a lot of like independent film discussion and we've had a lot of interviews like we interviewed I love it. We interviewed uh Bill and Kyle from uh Oh yeah. Survival of the Film Freaks. We had those guys on and the same night we had uh someone had reached out to me and said, "Hey, you should talk to uh, actually Ethan Martin who gave me my first ever screener for Eyes of the Roshi with uh, Eric Roberts." And you know, that was the first movie review I ever did. He's like, "Hey, you should talk to this, this, uh, this director friend of mine, Jenny Gold, who did a, a movie called Cinemability, and it was all about the representation of disabled people in film." Oh wow! And it was just—it's this brilliant documentary, and it's so well done, and no one had ever heard of it. So it's like, let's talk to her about this, and. She's disabled herself, and she's a director, and, you know, the cast for this, like, we learned about how Jamie Foxx has a sister with Down syndrome who now has a rap career, like, it was really well done, and now we get to chat with you, like... A different kind of disability? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's, you know, I really like having the independent film creators on, because we get to kind of sneak behind you know sneak a peek behind the curtain you know and see you know how personal some of these things can be like you know your film is personal to you in a different way than Bill and Kyle's film was personal to them yep. in a different way that Jenny's film was personal to her so it's interesting to see the inspiration that folks have so again i just want to thank you for 
you know, choosing to spend some time with us, even though it's it's late tonight. Oh, so. I'm up late anyway. I'm up yeah, late. We yeah, are we too. are too. We don't <laughs> sleep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sleep when I'm dead. Um, so we had a battle. We did. We had a, a, a battle last week. We asked which Godzilla era is truly king of the monsters. We gave you the Showa, the Heisei. Heisei? Heisei? I can't say. I've heard both. I say Heisei. I always screw it up. The TriStar era, the Millennium era, or the current Legendary era. And I'm actually really surprised by this, but the Legendary Monsterverse reigns supreme the, do you have do you have a specific uh, oh, I, I would i don't know how that the show was the original the original so like the See, 70s same. the goofy yeah. campy yes. yeah. 60s yeah, 70s I mean, when he was sliding on his tail yeah, yeah. so yes. that's she picked that as well i love those films i think that they're so fun now granted i think that the current legendary monsterverse has more of a storyline going to going you know um and they're definitely with the King of the Monsters film coming out tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. And uh, the Godzilla versus King Kong that's coming March, out March next 13th. Year. March 13th. Wow. Yeah. That, that fast. They've yeah. already finished filming. They're just doing the CGI stuff. So I think I think storyline wise, like they have a more interesting story. They have a lot going for them, but there is just something so lovable about a person in a Godzilla suit. Well, he was still walking in, through models. They yeah. were still the same thing during the the Heisei era. Yeah, but there's but just, he looked I, scarier. He looks. I, I don't know. There's something very uh, mystery science. Theater three thousand esque. If you like, if Batman sixty six, if Adam Ward is your favorite Batman, you'll probably think that the the Showa era is your favorite. There we go. That's your answer. Because I mean, it's very campy. I love camp. Yes. See, I I mean, I grew up with that, and I did really enjoy the Showa era, but. Once it got to like the scarier, a couple people did pick TriStar, which was the 1998 Matthew Broderick. That was terrible. Hey, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla. I'm <laughs> right, not here to judge. Uh, yeah, yeah. We included it. It's not no, no, and anchovy ice cream, as and we anchovy. talked about. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite, but hey, you know, uh, hey, say you know, did introduce some weird. Abilities and uh, actually, El Goro uh, learned me something on that the other day because one of the new trailers there's burning red Godzilla in the in the new movie and there's like this huge orb of energy that explodes like from him and I was like, what is that? And he's like, oh, that's his atomic stomp that he used a couple of times at the towards the end of the Heisei era. And I was like, didn't know that. That's really cool. Like, See, that, this is where I'm excited. The Criterion bought all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have like the full Godzilla set next to the Bergman set. It's like kind of like perfect. <laughs> there you it's go. a perfect winter right oh, there. It really is. <laughs> Just going to hunker down and watch some films. Yeah. Yeah, because we, we watched a couple of different era films to prepare for our, our podcast that we did a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, the, the, the Millennium Edition for me. 
Well, I mean, the, and I, I like the you... way he looks. I like the fact that he's got gills now. The um, the legendary MonsterVerse Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He definitely. Uh, I mean, and, and because now it's all CGI as right. well. So I think that's one of the reasons why I love the show. Is because I'm a huge fan of practical. Yep effects like i i love that i love the nitty-gritty i love puppets like i'm a huge fan of the muppets so anytime a puppet is involved i'm like not quite a mop and it's not quite a puppet um but you i think you do see more of the full range of godzilla's powers and monstrosity um, yeah, you can the, do more. Yeah, but you know, and again, because it's CGI, they can they can make more happen. Like you know, when he light, when his tail starts to light up blue, and you know that the 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 nice blue flame is just going to be shooting out. And they've know? even it's, changed that from what it looked like in the first movie to what it looks like now. Like they've given him a significant power up. Like so, there's even between the two different directors, uh, Gareth Edwards and uh, now Michael Doherty. Um, you can see the difference in the character. Like a lot of people, like why do his spines look so different and jagged? Well, they just released a tie-in graphic novel that yeah. takes place between 2014 and now to show why his spines are so different. But it features all of the same characters from this new movie. So, and it's just I've always loved Godzilla because he's just this big, scary, like awesome force of nature you know and who doesn't love big rubbery monsters right. slugging it out so next week we have uh kind of like a preview for uh Scaricon as well as our game of thrones therapy uh, uh episode featuring our good buddy the super talented artist Derek Rook Mm-hmm. So he'll be joining us for next week's show. We're going to talk a little Game of Thrones, talk a little bit about what Derek does and what he's all about. And uh, I'm very much looking forward to uh, hanging out at Scarecon. Now, Skip, are you going to be uh, attending Scarecon at all? Uh, when is that? The 7th, 8th, and 9th of June? Possibly. Because uh, not, to, not to toot our own horn, but we're... Uh, we're up for not, a couple not to podcasting. Toot our own horn, but he's oh. going to toot. We're up for a couple horn. podcasting yeah. awards. Uh, we're up for best interview for our interview with the Megalodon crew, and we are up for best overall. Although we are in direct competition with uh, Johnny Wolfenstein and Trick or Treat Radio oh. for that, uh, they are also uh, nominated for best long form podcast. So uh, we're all going to be up there. We're going to be there all three days. So. If you're around, come say hi. Yeah, we have a table. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, I was thinking because I, I, I should. Whenever I think I should do something, I just don't. But um, same. But um, <laughs> but there there's a horror hound uh, issue of Horror Hound magazine that Elvira's on the cover of mm-hmm. that I have, and I and it would be cool to have her sign it because inside is is their review of Trinity. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm actually like it. This was reviewed in print. Wow. Right. Um. And they liked it. That's so, so cool. <laughs> so it would be kind of cool to have her, you know, sign that issue. Well, I, I was I was actually thinking that I would also because uh, I I write for a sports and entertainment site, and I really enjoyed your 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 film. So I'm gonna do a little write up for you as well oh. to help promote this for you, especially with the uh, the Coolidge uh, event coming up. Thank you. So 
you know, like part of what we do on the show is to help promote our friends. So I I, th- I think that's important. I mean, I I even try to do that on on like my social media stuff, whatever someone else is doing. I try to. Mm-hmm. Promoted as much as I can. Yeah, and I saw that you promoted uh, our show this evening, so yep. we really appreciate that. I think it's you know I think <clears> it's just kind of I mean a it's just it's just a nice thing to do, but I think it's important. You know, we all need to you know support each other. Yep. Especially you know in this this little media family that we've we've all kind of created here. So. Yeah, I mean you know none of us have the same reach that all of us have. Right. It's true. I That's mean, right. we do have a lot of overlap between us. Yes. But, uh, you know, who knows? <clears throat> so I'll... Yeah, uh, I mean, it's... it's it's You never know. Because um, we, we just did the Shorts Festival. I mean, it's their shorts and, and like, two blocks and, and Nick's in Worcester. And um, there we had a, films from Italy there. And then one of the directors sent, sent me a message. He says, hey, you're going to like a Facebook Live, the award ceremony? I'm like, oh, I didn't think of it, but sure. And then I got a text. Like, they were watching it in Italy. Oh, my God. Right. That's and, so cool. Right. You're, so you just really never know what the reach is. Oh, we just watched it. We had this big party. Everyone watched. And I'm just like pulling, you know, pink plastic trophies <laughs> out of a cardboard box. You know, this is not the Oscars. No, but um, still. Yeah, but still, it, it means something to someone. Yes. And like that's kind of cool, you know. What you're doing means something to someone, and and they thank God they won. I mean, they also <laughs> actually they actually won something too, so that helped. That's well, it's really like cool. you know, this is you know, we're up for a couple of awards. Yeah, it's just a small convention, but like still, somebody appreciates no, that's our right. stuff enough to even consider us for this. So it's like, again, it's not the Oscars, but if we win something. You better goddamn believe that I'm going to be plastering it all no, over that, the place. That is the point. That is the point of awards. Yeah, to 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 share them. Uh, the, the, I'm just, the I'm just that, doing it for the Instagram. Yeah. You know, right, no. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if we can uh, we can announce ourselves as award winning podcasters, like it's like, well, what'd you win? One more award than you, That's so right. it doesn't matter. No, it 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 it's um, it's just an incredible marketing tool. Yeah, any, every any even a nomination actually is uh, that matters. Um, so that good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. So if you're around, you know, definitely we look forward to seeing you. And uh, you know, Derek Derek's going to be there with our buddy Steve Van Sampson at the Rough House Publishing table. Mm-hmm. Steve's going to be selling his books. Derek's going to be selling his oh, books. That's always awesome. Yeah, like there's a big collaboration. I'm going to be selling my books. You know, at our table, we're going to have a raffle. We got a bunch of Throwdown Thursday themed stuff, so I'm going to be selling hugs because that's what I'm. Good yeah, at, people apparently. do free hugs. We do <laughs> premium hugs. Yeah, that's right. That's the way. <laughs> yes. So we're going to have a raffle. We're going to buttons and stickers. We have that too. So yeah, it's going to be a good time. Plus, well, speaking of raffle, we still have a contest going on. We do. We have, we have the one uh, day left. collaboration of Colossal Kaiju or Cock. So. <laughs> Today is uh, the last day to jump on the cock, everybody. So, <laughs> so listen. That's to literally our most a note <laughs> I wrote in my notebook nice. to make sure I said. <laughs> so listen. The, 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 that's to... the pun. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mission I, accomplished. <laughs> I mentioned it to her. I was like, I'm thinking collaboration of colossal kaiju. She goes, Yeah, that's a, that's great. I'm like, collaboration of colossal kaiju. She goes, <laughs> 
yeah, I already said that's good. Like, let's call it that. So I have to text it to her, like, one word on top of each other. And she's like, what are you, fucking 12? <laughs> and I'm like, it's going to be memorable. Uh, yeah. So, so we've got we've got about a dozen entries. We, at we this got point. a decent amount of entries. I'm sure that'll change by the time this airs. Yes, uh, but be sure to listen to our previous episodes. One fifty one and one fifty two. Yeah, mock mock point five and point five. Mock point five and uh, I forget what the hell the other one's called. Mock point five and. The Godzilla one. The second Godzilla one. The, oh, oh, a matter of opinion. Matter of a yes, because matter of we're talking opinion. about King Ghidorah's wings and the difference between. See again, another pun. The difference between <laughs> his wings in this one and the wings in that one was just a matter of opinion. <laughs> so You'll listen- find most of our <laughs> show good. titles are puns. That's awesome. So listen to those two episodes. Find us on social media. Um, find the post. We'll be reposting the prize post. And comment uh, with your favorite kaiju. And with the hashtag of the special hashtag that is given to you in the episodes. That's right. And uh, <clears throat> Skip, do you have anything else you want to plug? Anything else you want to promote that you got going on in the next uh, couple of months? No. No, nothing. Just, <laughs> just nothing. the just the uh, Coolidge. film festival this weekend. Yeah, the Coolidge this weekend, and then uh, then the rest is I'm I'm in post and pre production. So it's just it's just work. Well, we will have you on at any time to promote your stuff. Thank you, because you are a great interviewee. Inter- yeah, because I'm the interviewer. I always forget how that works. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a guest. I'm a great guest. Yes. Yeah. You're a great guest. <laughs> You're a great guy. Everybody who knows Skip says nothing but nice things about him. Even when he's not around, so that's how you know it's true. Mm-hmm. So, just, no, nobody really knows me. That's the. <laughs> I'm always wearing that white mask. I think that's. But we, uh, we definitely want to help promote your stuff. <laughs> Thank so, you. what we'll have to do is next time you're on, we'll have to pick a uh, a Woody Allen character and just go with that, discuss that, break that down. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. I would do that. So. Cool. So I think uh, with that that being being said, said, we will see see you next Thursday. Thursday.